Evening. Good night. <laughs> what's what's going on? Dude, not much. We have a new vibe in the studio right now. It's snowing. It's snowing out. We got a candle lit. Candle cast, baby. It's real nice. Salt lamp, lava lamp, iced tea candle. Mm. I could actually go for some iced tea. Wouldn't be bad. Help me calm the nerves. We'll have our agent get us some. Kev. I'll text. Um, yeah, this coffee, we're drinking some cold brew right now, and let me tell you, <laughs> it's strong. That it is, Drew. It's it's making me feel a little weird, to be honest. Weird, huh? Weird. Weird how? We- oh, yeah, speaking of weird, Austin, Texas. Keep Austin weird. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners in Austin, Texas. And the we, vast majority. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's so weird. Austin, we're fucking watching you. Shout out Austin, Texas. Rogan, if you're listening right now, I see you too. McConaughey, don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Shout out Austin, Texas. Also, Centennial, Colorado. Have a, like, what, another third? What are you doing out there? What do you want from us? Jeez. But yeah, shout out. We, we're we're kind of scattered around the world somehow. Shit's global, worldwide, wide, wide, wide. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna get into some shit tonight. Um, <clears throat> we kind of wanted to talk about ourselves, of course. You know, naturally. And uh, I guess I'll hop in. So like. Um, Obviously, we have battled addiction, and so far, we've overcome it. (laughs) Thank God. We got today. Doing well. Sober today. Um, But we kind of wanted to touch on kind of like where we realize that we have a problem with drugs and alcohol, and kind of segue from that. So I guess I'll ask you, Mal, when did you kind of realize that? Life just wasn't life without, you know, your your drugs, your alcohol. You know, knowing what I know now, um, I can be labeled as an alcoholic from way before I ever touched alcohol uh, or any other drug for that matter. You know, this is a, alcohol is but a symptom, and that's the case for me. I use alcohol and absolutely love alcohol because of the effect produced by alcohol. Love it. Mm-mm-mm. God damn. And it's all an effort to get myself out of my head. You know, the shut up, shut the fuck up is um, kind of the whole point to using the way that I used. Um, and it didn't have to be alcohol for me, you know. You know, my what do you got? That's that's what I'm about. That's what I like. What do you got? Cause bring it on. Um, I you I, you know I I even drink chocolate milk alcoholically, cause I like the effect produced by chocolate milk. Eases the mind. Shit tastes good. Pencil hits hard, and it yeah um, sounds really good right now. I know, dude. I had some Chateau tonight. Shout out Chateau. Mm. Potential sponsor. 
possibly you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so I uh, I love the feeling of not feeling. Um, my mind is a ever spinning. You know what? A little like uh, hamster wheel. Hamster wheel. That's it. Just won't stop. Won't stop moving. And um, the only way to shut it up is to use drugs and alcohol. Is that was the best way to use it, or best thing I could find to shut my own head up. And um, you know, today I still use other things to shut my head up, whether that be gambling or just movies or food or sex or literally anything I can get my hands on that's going to make me get out of my head for even the shortest amount of time. And it, um, I've found that it doesn't work as good or as well as drugs and alcohol did. So if I keep trying to use that as the solution to my ever-existing problem, eventually it's going to bring me back to drugs and alcohol because that worked the best. Um, I'm a sicko. Honestly, I am not wired like the rest of you. But I am wired like some of you. Like me. <laughs> like you. Um, but I don't know. I, I, uh, I've I known that I was an alcoholic from a fairly early age. And for me, that was just more of a reason to party, you know. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Let's go. Let's celebrate. Yeah. <clears throat> for me, I feel like when I started you know, using drugs and alcohol, I really, I mean, it's hard to tell. I think I, mostly I just did it for fun. I did it because all of my friends were doing it. It wasn't really even a peer pressure thing. It was like, I'm down. You know, it was just like a new thing and <clears throat> I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I think way later on, I realized that I think I loved it a little bit more than most of my friends. We don't smoke the same. No. Um, you know, I think it's it's obvious because usually I was on one extra thing than everyone else and didn't tell anyone. You know, it was just like a... <clears throat> no matter what I was doing, I had to have some sort of mind-changing chemical to go along with it. You know, if we were going to watch a movie, we had to smoke. If we were going to go to a concert, we had to pregame for <clears throat> for hours in the parking lot. You know, it was just like nothing was good enough just by itself. You know, it was just like I had to have something to go along with it. And I, it, it started out just for fun. And then truly, I think using so much, it started to affect my life. And my life became really unmanageable. And when I, when that happened, you know, I was just like, then I would use for a different reason. I would use to get, get away from the reality of where I was at in life. You know, I didn't want to look at my other friends doing cool shit with their life, you know, friends going to college and getting married and just like, I don't know, normal things. And I was just like, that's cool. Let's not think about that. You know, like. I don't know, it was just always an escape, and it, it got bad, I guess. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. I identify with a lot of what you just said. Um, 
Yeah, there was nothing that was going to get between me and using. I just, from the moment I was intoxicated the first time, I just, it was like, you complete me. Where have you been my whole life? We can conquer the world together. I am truly myself now that we have found each other. And I put it, I prioritized it over literally everything in my life. You know, relationships started slipping. You know, family just shit piled up. Um, And I didn't give a fuck. It was so good, you know. Like, life was good. And I didn't care. The the alcoholic life I knew was the only normal life. Um, but no, I I think that you know they talk about in the big book if you uh, if you're not convinced that you have a problem with alcohol, go try control control drinking, which is to go out to a bar and um, have a few drinks, a few being two, and then cut it off. No more drinks. No more, no pills, no, nothing up the nose, no weed. Just cut it there and see how you feel. And if you're alcoholic like us, um, there's always an excuse. It's always, oh, well, you know, tonight's just a bad test night. There's this girl at the bar. Oh, my friends are on their way. It's my homie's birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) Every day is my birthday. The Chiefs won. Which they did. Let's fucking go. Shout out Chiefs, baby. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's always something. My mom even said that at one point. Um, Just going out again, and it was, you know, probably something important because she wanted me to stay home, and uh, I I had other plans. And there was, like I said, nothing was getting between me and using because that was my one love. That was what I cared about, and that was what I was seeking. And, you know, that's what I was set to do. And, you know, like, the worst part about it is how selfish, like, we can get with it. Like, it didn't matter what was going on, like Mal said. It was... If I can get my drugs in me, then I'm down. If there's drugs there, I'm down. You know, there was never anything I was willing to go out of my way to help someone else or to be there for someone else if I didn't get anything out of it. And it it happened a lot with my relationship where, you know, it's just an example of, you know, if there was something going on with that, like, there was always something better because it, it benefited me more. You know, I was like, but the boys are drink like, they're drinking tonight. Like, the game's on. Like, are you serious? Really important stuff. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> and it's like, being sober now, it's like, holy shit. I was a selfish dick. You know, it's like. It's it's kind of wild how much it altered my mind, and just like that's not who I truly am, you know. Like the person I was meant to be was not someone who did the things I did, you know. It's uh, so I'm very thankful that I found this kind of new way of living, um, because I can actually think twice now before I take action. And hell no, I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes, and I still kind of hate myself sometimes for actions I do. But, 
you know, overall, it's like I know how to work through them without just getting drunk about it, you know. Just just better so far. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm this coffee's really got me going. I know. But I don't know if I should be talking or trying to go to bed or what. I don't think there's any sleep in my future. I uh, know. Um but Yeah. I think uh I think it's time you guys start reaching out to us. Yeah, please. Uh we have a Instagram now. <clears throat> it's talk.now.cry.later. By dot, he does mean period. Period. <laughs> Throw a few T's on that, B. Hmm. But yeah, message us on there and uh, just ask questions. What do you want us to talk about? Um, share with us what you're going through. You know, if you're struggling with addiction, I think this is the number one goal for us is to reach other addicts. You know, for me... I wanted to get sober for a really long time, but I didn't know where to start. <clears throat> I didn't have anyone my age that had gotten over addiction or was, you know, in recovery. And what helped me the most was to meet a bunch of people that were my age that had been through the shit and found the solution, you know. And I think that's one of my <clears throat> personal goals with this podcast is just to reach out to people struggling and just let you know you are not alone and you know we've we've been through it we know someone that's probably been through what you're going through if not us and you know just reach out to us please yeah seriously we'd love to hear from you and love to help however we can um yeah i uh, was also gonna say one other thing i think it was about um, shoot. What was it? I'm trying, dude. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Um, dude, distract them. Um, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again, back to back. Don't distract me. Distract them. <laughs> well. Oh, I got it. He's got it. Okay. Brace yourself. No. Um, so. One thing that um, happened to me at the very beginning of this journey was uh, a friend of mine from high school who was the first person to truly reach out to me. And um, it all started actually from uh, me finding a ping pong paddle in his back seat. And uh, I've, I'm a sucker for anything racket or paddle related. And uh, from there, you know, we went over to his house, played some pong, and had a little sit down afterwards and um, started talking and sharing each other's lives. And he asked me a question. He said, <clears throat> said, have you ever helped someone who really needed your help? And I sat there awkwardly for a second, thinking as hard as I could, just like I just did. Um, this time I succeeded. Uh, and I thought and thought and thought. And the only time that I could come up with an instance of me helping someone was getting one of my friends high when they didn't have anything to offer me. That was literally the only time I've ever felt as though I've helped someone. And, you know, I said that and I was like, you know, no, I guess, no, I haven't, I haven't helped anyone. And they said, well, man, that's the best high there is. 
and you're helping us way more than we're helping you. And I was like, what are these guys talking about? I have nothing to offer them. They're the ones I'm at their house. You know, these guys are clearly trying to, you know, be friends with me. And, um, I was, you know, my head was somewhere else, but that's what it took. You know, those guys gave me their time and they sat down and they gave me love and they told me that I don't have to live like that anymore. And they said they've been through it and they really took me under their wing and, you know, I owe it all to you guys. I fucking love you guys, and I'm always here for you, and I know you guys will always be there for me, and uh, you know who you are, and thank you so much, because, like, my life would not look the way that it does if you guys hadn't had that conversation with me that night, invited me over. I, I did beat your guys' ass in ping pong, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, no, seriously, though, like, I love you guys. And, Drew, I love you. I love you, <clears throat> dude. Yeah, I think the the entire the entire solution with my experience with recovery is just love. Is to be there for another person, mm. um, and it, it just trickles down from people that are dead and gone to you know us now. You know, there's just so many people that have gotten this because of someone else's experience you know and like Mal like he was one of the first people that you know reached out to me and like offered a place to live and like that alone you know I just needed to be put in an environment with people that love me and they didn't even know me you know that was the most mind-blowing thing was like people just showing me love I was like you guys don't even know me. You don't know all the crazy things I've done and like messed up stuff I've done. And it, it, I don't know. It's, it's kind of mind blowing. And that was what helped me the most was just the people to give me unconditional love. And also while we're on the topic of love and like helping each other out, I had a bunch of like really close friends that, you know, aren't in recovery but were there for me and they gave me the tough love before I got here and you know just like the people that are like still in my life and like in the past before I I got sober were there for me through all the shit you know like all the times where I lied and stole and all that and they were they were still there like we still love you want you to get better you know, those are the type of people you keep in your life. And, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Dude. Shout out to you guys. You obviously know who you are, too. Love you guys for, you know, sitting me down and telling me what's up because I couldn't do it for myself. And, like, it truly did save my life. I, w- I don't know if I would be alive right now if I wasn't for my friends and family and this complete support group I have surrounded by me and you know now I have a whole new family brand new friendships and faces and really grateful give it away to keep it exactly and like giving it away being there for like I'm obviously new you know I've just helped a lot of people seven months sober but like to be there for other people truly is like the best high like to know that 
they got something out of your experience is like the coolest shit, you know. Man, I guess I'm not sober because I'm here for you. <laughs> so high. Yeah, dude, it's it's cool shit. It's and like coming in, I had zero idea what to expect. You know, I wanted to get sober really bad. I needed it, and like I didn't. You know, I heard people talk about like this feeling that you would have like eventually, and I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, this sucks. Like, my life sucks right now. I don't even remember what was said or, like, who said it, but I just remember someone saying, like, how it feels to, like, give back and, like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but I, I definitely have felt something super powerful since I've, you know, given back to other other people, especially people in recovery. And that's what we're trying to do here is to, let you know you are not alone and like please reach out we're down to fucking hang out talk whatever it whatever it may be come kick it doors open <clears throat> always open you know um just the you know, last thing I'll, I'll say is uh our dilemma as addicts alcoholics is that we lack power we lack power over our own lives we think we can manage well and end up running our lives into the ground when we're the ones in control and I'm a control freak I like to be the one in charge I like to be the one that knows what's going on I like to be the man who's driving the ship you know driving the ship whatever um and uh yeah if I'm driving the ship don't get in my boat cause it's gonna sink probably pretty fast and um yeah so I'm just so grateful we have a platform and uh a way to connect so we're trying to do our part you do yours hit us up austin what's going on what's what going the hell on, bro hit us up i want to know you yeah and regardless if you're struggling with addiction or anything or not you know there's a lot of people out there that are just not doing well especially right now with the virus and you know, not being able to see your family members and <clears throat> the holidays, you know, I'm sure that was really rough for a lot of people. And like, check on your people, you know, like, that's one thing I wish I would have done <clears throat> before, you know, hopping in this new life. And like, I never really checked on my friends. Like, how are you truly doing? You know, because everyone always says, good. And you ask them how you're doing. And just be like, how are you actually doing? And like, Check on your friends and, you know, mental health is a huge <clears throat> thing right now. And for me, I hit everything. You know, I put on a happy face everywhere. But no one really knew what was going on. And, like, it could have got really bad, you know. And it was until it was really obvious that uh, people actually reached out to me, you know. So it's like, you never know what's going on with people. Um, that's one kind of regret I have is to not like check in with certain people and, you know, we need everyone, like we need each other, like come together right now over me. But yeah, that's, that's the show. That's the show. Austin, keep listening, baby. We love you. Never been. I've been.
S I've South heard, by Southwest. I've heard great things. Austin City Limits. It's a great place. Yeah. So weird. Very weird. Shout out Colorado. Shout out Asia. Vietnam. What Everywhere. up? Everywhere. Everywhere. Shout out world. We're all in this together. Shout out planet Earth. We're all just on this, as Rogan would say, we're all a bunch of germs on a <laughs> rock floating out here in the middle of space. Mm. God damn, bunch what of is organisms. going on? Yeah. What well, are life, you, dude, dude? Life is weird. Just like us. Somehow we're, we're just all here. Just Existing. moving and functioning and like communicating. We're all just germs infesting this beautiful rock. Yeah, we're not doing well with this rock we live on. Let's be real. <laughs> we're doing our part. Recycle. Do other good things yeah. for the planet. Save the earth. <laughs> Save the turtles. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. Stop using straws. You know, that's a whole, I, I got a lot to say about that. Living, about, living in Missouri. turtles? Living in Missouri, what's with the paper straws? These straws aren't going to get to the ocean. Yeah. Come on. I'm not really sure if that's true, but. We got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, like. Uh... Emissions. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we can't talk. Get a Prius. Dude, we, we use... Mal definitely doesn't drive a diesel. <laughs> Anyway, so, anyway, we fucking love y'all. Thanks a lot. Thanks for, for listening. listening. Um, peace. Reach out. Later. Bye. World peace. <laughs> Over and out. Bye. <laughs> Adios. Hasta luego. <laughs> See ya. Deuces. Bye. Peace. Love you. Bye.